Sharing stories that create conversations. Arrow.net. A-R-R-O-E.net. We are unplugged and totally uncut with Senator Patrick Leahy. Hey, before we get started, I want to congratulate you on 60 years of marriage. My God, that is just unbelievable. And you should write a book about what that's like, because this generation needs to learn what love and respect is all about. Well, I, I, I think uh, Marcel has gained sainthood and putting up with me all these years. <laughs> but we, we were fortunate to find each other as teenagers. Uh, we fell in love then. And yesterday when we celebrated our 60th anniversary, we're still in love. Wow, because I mean, I, I know what it's like to be in radio to tell my wife, I'll see you in maybe a day or so because we've got something big that's happened in the country and I've got to be a broadcaster. But you as a senator, uh, th- I, I'm not going to see you until the filibuster is over. Well, we, we've uh, we've had that and uh, it, is, uh, it is, sorry, but I, I tell you, a lot of times getting out of the Senate at one o'clock in the morning and come to the house we have in the Washington area and seeing a couple of lights on and knowing she's waiting there for me, uh, that's very special. The book is called The Road Taken, Living on the Front Line of American Politics. You have been there. You have been one of the decision makers. You helped shape this nation. Does it? How does it sit inside your heart knowing that a book like this is going to reach well beyond you and I? Well, I'm hoping that uh, senators will read it, both parties. I hope that the new senators will because the uh, Senate can be and should be the conscience of the nation. When it gets into total partisanship, it's not. I remember when I first came there, uh, Mike Mansfield was the Democratic leader. Hugh Scott was the Republican leader. They said the same thing to their members, keep your word Mm -hmm. and uh, talk with each other. And I I learned one way of doing that. If I've had to take trips uh, inside the United States on hearings, I've invited both Republicans and Democrats along. When I take them overseas, for everywhere from uh, Vietnam to war zones in in Europe and Central America, I brought Republicans and Democrats with me and say, so we all look at the same thing, and then we talk about what do we do about this. Mm-hmm. As a result, uh, say we passed legislation to ban the export of landmines and uh, passed a thing called the War Victims Fund, which a Republican senator, Mitch McConnell, mm-hmm. moved to have it renamed the Patrick Leahy War Victims Fund. Mm-hmm. And we've used that to uh, help people around the world. And so all of these things were done by bringing uh, Republicans and Democrats together. and. What I'm trying to say in the book, The Road Taken, when I wrote it was, look at the successful things we can do when we work together. Look at some of the disasters we have, some of the things that led to January 6th when we don't work together. You have always been a communicator. I'll never forget when Ronald Reagan said that we live in a soundbite generation, but yet you have continued a conversation during this soundbite generation. 
Well, I, you know, I, I got a kick out of saying you mentioned Ronald Reagan. Uh, he and Tip O'Neill, of course, Tip O'Neill was a uh, liberal New England Democrat. The two became very good friends, and they hosted a St. Patrick's Day party. Uh, every, well, every St. Patrick's Day, and they invited in the uh, Republicans and Democrats, especially those of us with Irish names. And uh, they would just tease each other and joke with each other. <laughs> but the mood afterward, you would actually find some common ground. I recall when Ronald Reagan toasted it said, here's the St. Patrick who died 412 years ago, whatever, you'll make up a number. And uh, he paused and said, only the Irish could keep the wake going this long. <laughs> well, the laughter in the room among both Democrats and Republicans set the mood to try to put come together on some issues. Mm-hmm. You know, we started things off by talking about the Mets and the Braves and stuff like that. Is it wrong that we've t- we've treated our politics like a sports team? Because I mean, it's, it seems like everybody is taking sides, and we and someone's trying to win the Super Bowl. I think it is, and, I, and it's especially concerning in the Senate. We have six-year terms. What many people seem to be doing: what kind of a soundbite can we get for the next six-minute news break? Yep. And and that means you're not going to do well. <clears throat> in in the road taken, I talk about the number of times people come together uh, to try to make things work. We can do it. We we did most recently on Ukraine, and as a result, between that and uh, Joe Biden, President Biden, spending time quietly and privately with the leaders of all the NATO countries. NATO came together like we've never seen, certainly in the last 20 years, to stand up to uh, Vladimir Putin and to point out that he's committing war crimes and to support Ukraine. Now, that's going to have ramifications for decades to come. Uh, and it, it's important that we did come together Mm-hmm. But then we pass uh, uh, bills, funding bills, where it's all or nothing on either side. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the American people expect us to work things out together, not say that this party or that party has the only answers. Senator, one thing that that people don't see a lot in this nation is happening in my neighborhood in a three block area. We have a lot of Ukraine flags up in our neighborhood to show support. And the last time I saw something like this was during 9-11. We are together in this nation to support Ukraine. There's got to be more than that. What what are we missing that we need to put back into our family lifestyle? Well, I think we've got to have more of a sense of history. Mm -hmm. We have to understand we're we're the American people. We're not the people of this state or the people of that state. We're Americans. I've seen us come together, for example, when there's been floods, uh, major floods, hurricanes, uh, forest fires. Uh, people, senators from other states say, yeah, we'll come together and work on this. I know we had a serious flood in Vermont a few years ago, and I was going heavy damage, worse than 100 years. Now, going around the 
stay with the governor in a helicopter and look at the damage. And I got emails and texts from some of the most conservative Republicans uh, in the Senate saying, when our state faced whatever the natural disaster was, you were with us, we're with you, mm-hmm. we're the United States. We've got to come back having that view on more and more things. Otherwise, this greatest democracy in the world is going to fail. Speaking of failing, accountability seems to be that thing right now because it seems like the impeachment of a president is nothing more than a slap on a wrist. Well, I was I was surprised at some of the things that came out in the Trump impeachment that a uh, number of Republican senators would tell you privately, yeah, that's wrong, you never should have done that, but, but we can't vote. Uh, we can't vote for impeachment. Well, no, they should have. Uh, in a unique circumstance, the second impeachment trial, I, I presided over it. Usually the Chief Justice does. If he doesn't, then uh, the Vice President can. But of course, in this case, the Vice President felt that he should not uh, because it's the President of his own party. And so then the President pro tem of the Senate does, and that's me. I, I, um, and I try to do it in a fair way. And I did have Republicans and Democrats afterward tell me I've been perfectly fair. But as I listened to that, as I saw the films, as I saw things that I had not seen before about January 6th and the encouragement of the President to the President Trump to the rioters, uh, that something I never thought I'd see a president do. Mm-hmm. The name of the book is The Road Taken. Would you say, and can I say, that, that Senator, we've watched you grow up like a child actor or a musician. <laughs> and, and I mean, it's, it's like we've, we've literally seen you grow up. What does that child inside of you still see and want to experience? Well, it still has a sense of awe, in many ways, a sense of awe I had when I first came there. And thinking there's only a hundred of us for a nation of over 300 million Americans. I want to keep that that sense of awe. I know there's been mistakes. I've made mistakes. Others have. Uh, But I think if we if we uh, cherish our diversity instead of using it to divide us, we're going to be a lot better as a country. I love your heart. I th- I can't thank you enough for what you have done for this nation, and I and I just know that you're not finished at all, and that we will continue to grow as a country. Thank you very much. That means a lot to me. Please come back to the show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you, Senator. <laughs> thank you. I, I may, you may you may regret that you may have me around too much. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Be brilliant today. Thank you.